Oh, what a blessing. So grateful and thankful to turn within together. So grateful and thankful that the love of God is leading us. It is active in our heart, in our mind, in our activities. We are the very love of God. So grateful to partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self. So grateful to remember and recognize that our life is to be lived as freedom and we have everything we need to live a life of full joy, full love, full peace, full freedom. So we are allowing ourselves to relinquish all blocks to the free flow of the sacred rays, these spiritual qualities. So grateful to cultivate an awareness of perfect love and perfect mind. In gratitude, we partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self and we invoke the Holy Spirit into our awareness and, and we consciously decide to be led and to be guided by spirit, by our own higher Holy Spirit self, by the mighty I Am Presence. So grateful to relinquish the past and all the blocks to love. In gratitude, we let it be. In gratitude, we know it's done. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Yes, indeed. Yes. It was so nice to be with your classmate over the weekend with Ron Rates. He was here in North Carolina. And uh, Lawrence and Carla, I know you know Philip Metzler. He was here. And we had someone from year one and lots of wonderful people. So, uh it was a pleasure to see people. And then uh, we've got people arriving for the retreat this weekend. And uh, it's so wonderful when we can be together. Anne-Marie and Carla have joined me here at the Art of Living Retreat Center. So I'm here. It's beautiful. It's a balmy day here in the Blue Ridge Mountains. And, and it's so nice to be with y'all. <laughs> so, hmm. before we dive in, we're going to be looking at the seven sacred flames today. Before we dive in, does anybody have anything that they'd like to share? Anything that, uh, any miraculous uh, experiences, ahas, insights, breakdowns, breakthroughs? And also, I'd like to say just, Anna Marie, thank you. Thank you for your willingness to um, give housing to Naira and Glazy. Naira and Glazy are part of our Power of Love ministry team. They've come all the way from the Philippines to uh, meet me in person and to attend the forgiveness retreat so they can get an experience of what people are doing uh, with us. And Naira does our graphics and uh, our social media and Glazy does a lot of the customer service and administration and it's their first trip out of their country and they're coming all the way to the United States and so it was 24 hours of flying to New York and then they were driving all day yesterday and this morning to um, come to Art of Living so I haven't seen them yet they'll be arriving later with Linda Soto and with 
uh, Carrie uh, Gilbert, who's our new customer service person. So just, um, you're going to love them. They're such sweet, angelic young women. They're both in their 20s. And uh, I just thank you so much, Anna Marie, for being willing to put them up. And uh, you're most welcome. And I did not know they came from the Philippines. I only knew two young women. But uh, it's interesting, you know, our health aide, she is from the Philippines. So they will be surprised <laughs> to see her. <laughs> and they can even talk their own language if they want to. <laughs> yes, how nice. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> so uh, I'm sure um, it's a nice surprise for them to, to see that our health aide. And she's, also, she's a wonderful person, our health aide. So, and I'm looking forward to have those two young ladies. <laughs> As I said, I cannot always help because when, my, when nobody is around, I have to stay in the house, you know. But um, all is well. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's, it's an exciting trip for them. And um, mm -hmm. I said to them, you have to go to New York for a few days. You, Two ladies in their 20s, you can't come off. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Vanilla and not have a couple of days in New York City. So, yeah, thank you. That's exciting. It is, it is. <laughs> and it, it saves the, them and the ministry uh, a, a big New York hotel bill. So, thank you. You're most welcome. Much appreciated. <laughs> All right, so that was uh, also an opportunity to give people a chance to think of any, anything you'd like to share, anything that's transpired in the last week that is miraculous, confounding, confusing, a breakdown or a breakthrough, anything. Deb? I had, uh, we had a family gathering, extended family gathering on Sunday, and it was at my sister's house. And so we've been planning it for a couple months, and I did Facebook invites, and, but that's about all I did, or that's what I was feeling all I did. And then the week before, I had stopped by, and she was getting ready, you know, prepared. <clears throat> Anyway, I brought a table and chairs and, because she asked for an extra one and I dropped it off and she wanted to keep it in the garage and I preferred not that because of just cleanliness. And so I said that and she just really kind of got upset. And um, <clears throat> in the moment... I was feeling full too. I think she was stressed getting ready and I was stressed feeling full with my business and it just hit me. Uh, you know, in my heart, I guess I would say. And uh ooh, it's coming up now too. And I and I got like this only worse. I was just broken down in tears and she took it in the house and I helped her take it in the house. She was not happy. Her tone was very sharp and uh, 
it felt like my mom's tone growing up and I just <clears throat> kind of came unglued and I just turned around, walked back out to the car to leave because I just needed space. And uh, so I gave my, she followed me out there actually, I was surprised and stood by the car looking a little bit, <clears throat> I'm not sure, bewildered or something. Like she didn't know what to do, but she didn't want me to leave, but she didn't say anything. And I just wasn't willing to stay and receive more of that. And uh, a couple days later, I, so I gave myself a couple days and I sat with it and prayed about it and just sort of let it go other than I needed to, I wanted felt like I needed to have a conversation with her just to clear the air, air before the party. And so I did it by phone because of timing and schedules. It didn't work to do it in person. And uh, we just, we actually had a conversation short, but where we both processed it and uh, no blame, no nothing. And, it was kind of amazing. <clears throat> so I'm excited to see that kind of shift. Um, just, you know, that I can get in a space, that I can do my own work and clear myself and get in a space where I can have a conversation with her. And, and uh, you know, I had hoped for a little little, you know, for her for, to have a response, and we did, you know, do a little dialogue, so yay, you know. I can't say I really feel connected to her, but at least we can talk after a challenging situation, so that's a shift. Yes, it is. And I didn't have my knee-jerk reaction <laughs> in the moment. That's also a shift. So, <clears throat> yes, yes. Anna Marie, I just want to share with you. You know, I had a talk with Lana uh, this morning, and um, as prayer partner, and. Uh, it came up that how incredibly interconnected we are. I mean, um, every action we take, and, uh, and we in this world, we never think that every action has an effect on, on each other and all that. And we talked about fear, and <clears throat> that in a way, the bad weather and all that is also an expression of the anger, which comes from fear, obviously. And um, I talked to her that my husband used to be so angry so many times, and I ne never understood this anger. I didn't know where it came from. <clears throat> and the strange thing, I only know, understand now where it came from. It came really from his young, when he was young. But at any rate, 
it is now so, uh, you know, eventually I just said to myself, I just accept him no matter what, how it is, and I don't question it or so. And today, when my husband goes, I mean, many times during the day, he's not clear in his mind what's happening. Sometimes he is. But uh, in the evening, when he goes to bed, I help him go to bed. And, <clears throat> and then when I say goodnight to him nowadays, he has always this wonderful smile, so relaxed and like a sunny smile. And I'm so grateful, and I want to say, you know, the connection that uh, this fear is not necessary anymore. He doesn't have to have fear. He, he's just fine. And this is, I'm so grateful for that. And uh, I'm just coming from all the connections we have all over the place, and we never fully understand. But someday, maybe we do understand. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that, Anna Marie. And uh, it, uh, I was going to share something similar in response to Deb. And I also want to say, I remember, it's been a few years now, but you really were this in this inquiry around your husband. And you really did your work at the level of the mind and things really shifted. And you've been doing this consistently for years, really supporting yourself and your family in being more free. And it's been quite beautiful to be a, a, a bystander, but also an active participant uh, because this is what I see consistently. I, um, I see it too with uh, my friends who are, um, have a, a deep spiritual practice and they've gone through many, many, many challenges in their families, but they keep holding that space, holding that high watch with their family and the family transforms. I've certainly seen it in my own family you're really seeing it, Deb. And you know, the more we get to that, uh, closer to that tipping point, the faster and easier it is. Um, not that it's not still challenging, but it, it is faster and easier that things transform. Um, We were talking about this in year two because we were talking about the characteristics of the teachers of God. And um, number three is tolerance, which is really non-judgment. And so I, I asked everyone to tune in and to think of someone that they were close to who had an upset and then to really uh, go deeper and say, what is the judgment in their mind that is the root cause of their upset? And then to tune in and say, ask the Holy Spirit, what can I say or do? Is there anything for me to say or do 
to support my loved one in looking at that judgment, releasing that judgment, healing that judgment. And then we talked about the power of uh, the example of Dr. Hugh Lin, um, the teachings of the Ho'oponopono. And it's so, it's so strong in my awareness to keep his example in front of us all the time because imagine stepping into a lockdown psych ward. A lo- you know, it's a lockdown psych ward. You know, which is probably a, a way more intense, Deb, than you and your sister, right? A lockdown psych ward. Yeah, where the paint is peeling off the walls, the lighting is terrible, the people are unhappy, they're confused, they're frightened, they're destitute, they're desperate, they're depressed, they're uh, hopeless and helpless. And to take that stack of files day after day week after week and simply do the ho'oponopono which uh, we reviewed it yesterday because uh, i get that even though it's it's um written in the book sometimes we just can't wrap our mind about around what what is the ho'oponopono how does it really work and um in uh, course miracles in the workbook lessons Jesus says at one point, you don't have to believe this. You don't even, you don't have, don't think about trying to believe this or even to understand it. Just do it. That's all. Just do it. And the Ho'oponopono teaching really is that we're in this position, or you could think of Hugh Lin. He's sitting there. And in his mind, he's taking total responsibility for everything that's showing up in his life. He's taking total responsibility for the person he's never even met and had a conversation with, who is a schizophrenic, you know, or whatever it is that's going on with them. He's taking total responsibility for their life, their choices, their actions, their thoughts, everything about them. He's taking total responsibility for it. And then he is saying to the infinite, right? To all life, to God saying, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. So it's the, the, I'm sorry, the please forgive me is for showing up in this display for the, the thoughts and beliefs, the choices that all emanate from the decision to think those thoughts, to believe those beliefs that led that person to that experience. He's taking responsibility and he's saying, please forgive me. I love you. I'm sorry. Thank you. And in that, that total responsibility Non-judgment, love, gratitude, that combination, that ward was completely transformed. The employees, the staff, the working environment, literally the very building was transformed. And all he did was sit in his room with those files, but 
what he did was so much more than people who work and work and fundraise and bring in experts. He just took responsibility. So that's, that's the next level that I'm really feeling us called to, to practice at and to comprehend. So can we take total responsibility? Like, Deb, can you take total responsibility for your sister's consciousness? Well, I don't, I, in that moment, it was a mirror for my own stress. Yes. And so I knew it. And yet I still had this huge emotional reaction, you know, and to the point like where I couldn't control it, you know. What you described sounded like a purge. Yeah. And uh, I just, in the moment as I left, it almost felt like I was slipping back into victim. But I, I, if it was that, I didn't allow it because I saw the mirror and I just knew I needed to process it internally. And, and then I said to her, you know, I, I think that I was stressed when I showed up. You were stressed, it seemed. What can I do to help? And she had asked, they had called to ask to pick up the chair. And when she did that, when her, when her husband did that, there was no way on the day that he called that I could fit that in. I just was not willing to add one more thing in because I was already feeling too full. And he honored that, but somehow that message didn't get through to my sister. And so, you know, it was a combination of several things, but I, I also um, said, you know, I, I set a boundary. I said, I don't really appreciate being talked to in that kind of tone. And so what can I do to help relieve your stress, you know, and, uh, and when we had a conversation, you know, it wasn't necessarily about, by that time the stress was done, I think, but, you know, she, she didn't, she acknowledged she didn't know that I had said I can't do it today and different things. So, I, I, I mean, I knew it, it was like an instant, oh, crap, I am really stressed. <laughs> this is coming to me, you know. I already knew I was, but it was like an instant really look at it moment. You but know, you Deb, it, it's such a demonstration of the shift in your awareness over the last few years that it would have gone the way it did and that you would feel the way you do now. Right. It's such a, te it's such a testimony to the inner work you've done and uh, the response from your sister too such a testimony to the the compassion and the love that you've extended to her that the two of you could bring this to the place where it is right now if you had a do-over what would you have done differently what have you learned that now you could say Oh, I could have done this. I could have done that. Not that you should have. You know, I just, I just find it's helpful to look 
and see, well, how could I taking it up another notch or two? <coughs> Excuse me. Well, I think ideally, if I could have given voice to my brother-in-law when he called and said, you know, I really appreciate your offer to help carry this because it's one last thing I'd have to carry. And right now it just feels like more work for me to figure out when you can come and get to it. Because I was actually using the table we were talking about also in the moment when they talked about coming out. So to just say I appreciate the offer and it's not going to work. What can we figure out and just do it more from the beginning. When he called, I was like, it was probably like 10 minutes before masterful living. You know, there was no time to talk about it. Whatever was happening, there was another call happening. And I do think it was this, which doesn't matter what it was. It was just that the time frame was really crunched. And when he called back, or I called him back in the afternoon, it was the same kind of thing because that's how full my schedule was. So it's about also not creating that kind of schedule, but I'm finding that that's what's happening now again. It's not necessarily bad. I'm not saying it's bad, but it just feels so full again and so intense. And I feel this real pulling to just, sit in the corner in my chair and do prayer and do ho'oponopono. And it's like all of a sudden the skies have broken open with clients when I finally want to do what I'm calling the work that really is more transformative. And yet I know I'm holding space when I'm seeing clients, but it's this uh, tug of war, it seems like, between... Because I've felt that. Why not just sit and pray? And then I get in a better, even better routine with it. And then, you know, 20 things come on my plate in two days that have need attention. And I don't know how, quite how to juggle that being in the world and not of the world. So when you had mentioned last week or the week before about doing grief work, I was like, whoa, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so that's a long answer and a divergence to your question <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. It's about being more vocal when it feels challenging, I think, mm -hmm. in a loving way. Yeah, and I really would like to applaud you for taking time with things, too, because you did say that. You you took some time to to really pray and go within regarding your sister and uh, before communicating with her. And one thing that... I heard you say that is so common for all of us, and I'd like to just talk about it for a moment. And that is when people speak to us unkindly and are attacking us, 
uh, it took me a long, long time to learn and then feel comfortable with it. But to be able to come from a place of, A, because everybody's got different stuff going on, but some people feel like they just have to take it and because they're overwhelmed and they don't know how to manage it and they don't want to argue with the person and they don't want to create a big, uh, bigger um, explosion. So they feel like they just have to take it. But there is a way to work with spirit to say, um, to recognize that if we're allowing the person to do that, we're really contributing to them creating uh, distress and negative karma for themselves. And it does, you know, it's, it's, uh, it creates a burden for us that we're complicit in that. So, um, oops. That was weird. Um, that uh, so there's there's that. So how can we say to people? How can we interrupt the pattern in a way that's loving and compassionate? And it, it's from the level of courage that we have. And, um, and then also to be able to go back to people who have attacked us, who have intentionally lashed out at us and who um, have attempted to hurt us and to be able to be have clear boundaries and to be able to also um, have no judgment and to have compassion but not be dysfunctional. You know, this is some of the trickiest stuff ever. And, um, you know, a lot of spiritual classes will talk about all kinds of spiritual things, but not how to, how, like, how to navigate these things. Mm-hmm. And that's why I, I come back to it all the time, because I feel like this is, this is how we learn to connect with God. This is how we learn to practice what we're studying. This is how we, we really change our mind and heal our own blocks to love. So um, one of the things that I've learned when somebody speaks to me unkindly, and I've had this, these encounters as you've, you've heard over the years with complete strangers, with people in business, with family, with friends, to be able to say, I can tell by the way you're speaking to me that this is really difficult for you. You know, you're really, really upset. And I have to say, I feel overwhelmed in this moment, but you're so important to me. I love you so much. I I just want you to know that we'll get through this. I really very much care about you. I'd like to know how you feel. And and it might be, maybe now is not the time for us to talk, but uh, because sometimes it's not. I'll be totally honest with you. A couple of weeks ago, I hung up on my father because he was just, he was upset about something and he wanted to blame me for it. And it wasn't my fault. And, <laughs> and I, 
I just, I just said, dad, I'm just not going to talk with you when you're upset like this. I love you. I have to go. And I hung up. Um, and then we were able to communicate later, but, uh, it's tricky when people are actively trying to make you feel guilty. They're actively trying to shame you. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's worthwhile for us to take, since it's been brought up, I could feel something needs to come up for all of us. And this was coming up in the class yesterday. It just feels very present in the field to all of us now to, to really up-level our, our being able to be present to what's going on and to be able to communicate from a much higher level of awareness so we're we're practicing together we're working it out together and so um because my personality is very blaming it's very shaming you know i i'm an eight donald trump is an eight so i recognize like he his blaming shaming attacking bullying behaviors very much how my personality used to be and and those tendencies i really uh have compassion and understanding for them and um this is how we're trained that if we don't know, like how things are we're going to start bullying if we don't like things how things are we're going to start making people feel guilty and ashamed and blame them and then hopefully then people will start doing what we want even if it means leaving us alone not threatening us uh, and so I think there's a deeper look here, Deb, for you in terms of having more compassion for your sister uh, and more understanding for her because, you know, you've, you've put so much of your life energy into being compassionate, being articulate, understanding your feelings and um, and it's not something she's done, right? It's not something she, oh, right, no, right. She has not looked at her feelings. She has not done counseling, gone introspective, right. Have you ever thought about what she might be on the Enneagram? I think she's an eight or a nine. Yeah, so you might look at that with some compassion because the thing about the eight, you know, it can be the the bully, um, but the eight has a strong wing of the nine, which is the peacekeeper. Peacemaker. Yeah, I don't see her as a peacemaker. Right. But maybe if you did, maybe if you could start to hold in your mind that she does have that nine wing. Well, I, I need to be clear that she's really an eight first, but, but I can actually, yeah, I can look at that a little more closely. In fact, at one point, I might even have a conversation with her about it, because at one point when I was first learning Enneagram, I gave her family the book they all kind of were looking at it and playing with it but I don't know if she'd be willing to she'd see me as analyzing her (laughs) again so yeah and that could be threatening but um 
So you're saying for me to look at her more compassionately because she hasn't been willing to do the work. Yeah, I think I kind of did in that moment for the yeah. first time. You know. Yeah, that, that felt really clear to me. Yeah. I think the other thing is you were talking that came to me that I would do, you know, in retrospect is help me now because I was in a place where I couldn't figure it out mm-hmm. in that moment other than retreat, regroup, <laughs> come back again. So, Yeah. But yes, I, that's what I want. I want to be able to hold space in those kinds of tense situations and not lose my voice and not lose my um, I can be emotional but not a basket case and that's kind of where I went that day it just the flood opened it was definitely a purging and I'm not willing to be treated this way anymore like you said Right. And if you could sit with it and go back to her from a perspective of saying, like, if you thought of her as a child, like a a 10-year-old who can have a more advanced conversation, but still has, you know, a a lot of... um, Childhood views. (laughs) Childhood views. Yeah. And to to be able to say, I get that this whole thing was really threatening for you, it's upsetting for you, and as it was for me. And what I would like to be able to do in the future is just, like, it's okay that you got upset. It's okay that you were threatened. It's okay because I'm here to help you. I'm your sister. I I, I really would like to um, let you know I'm committed to our relationship. And I just have this request that I really, I, I would prefer you didn't speak to me the, the way you did that day. But I understand it. I do understand it. And I just wonder... Um, what we can do to keep out of having that tone with each other and and so that you're you're not blaming her you're not attacking her you're not judging her you're saying i totally get it i totally totally get it and i just would like to remove that from our relationship because you know it just feels like it has a leaves us with a hangover and, but I totally understand why you would speak to me that way. So I just wonder what we can do. And I, I really have experienced in my own life with my family relationships that being able to have that conversation, it shifts things. Because they really get, I'm not judging them, I'm not attacking them, I'm not making them wrong. I'm really just looking to have a more flow of a love. And that's what they all would like too. Yeah, I think I can sit with that and 
figure out that. Yeah. Elena, I see you nodding your head a lot. Do you, uh, anything you'd like to contribute? Uh, yeah, I just, it's like everything you say, it's unbelievable how we are connected. I'm, yeah, it's not about, I would like, I wanted to share my story, but it's completely in line with what we were, what we were discussing now. And uh, so I don't, I just, if Deb, if you are done, I, I would like you to, because it's just, it's a big, 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 big breakthrough for me. So I really would like to share it. And it is exactly about what we are talking now. Uh, so it was on Monday and we were in this kind of amusement park with our kids. And then we started a fight with my husband, like around 3 p.m. And it was like about the topic he wanted me to do, not didn't want me to do. And I wasn't completely determined to do not about training for this time. And uh, for the first time in my life, I think in our relationship, it took us nine hours because we finished at midnight when we were already home, back home. But during this discussion, although it was very hot topic, really, 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 and everything was in it, everything. Like we are not, like instead of, saying all of this abusing things like we said before and me playing the specific aggressive part like cutting the conversation going somewhere we were really speaking and uh, like he was saying it hurts the words that i never heard from him in, in in my life because before it was like him it hurts and he attacks he would attack me just by all of the means and he, you know we're close so he knows where to hit Oh, it hurts, you know. So it was not like that at all. And I was able to say everything. And I think he was able to say everything as well. And uh, so around midnight, we came to the point where I was really saying, okay, you know what, what's clear cut. I did this, you did that. I understand your anger outbursts. I totally, totally, I'm totally with you. I had the same with the children. And, and you know, the best part of it was that Essentially, I really felt that I was um, keeping this space for this conversation. It was not like it was not a pleasant conversation in terms of it was not loving conversation where we are declaring love to for each other for the rest of our lives. It was a conflict, but it was for the first time uh, handled uh, like with somehow with compassion, you know, with compassion. And uh, at the end of it, I was just really totally open in my heart. And I say, like, listen, let's do a clear cut. You, I don't want to be treated the way I was in the past. And he said, you know, I've never been angry with you. He just said, I was stressed, you know, and I could, could hear, and I could, I could see his eyes through all this time. I so could see his eyes and I saw he was suffering. I couldn't even really attack him because I saw the pain, you know. And I was, and finally, I was really able to open my heart and say, because he doesn't understand why I went in this in, in spirituality and everything. You know, for him, it's like uh, I changed, and he's losing me. You know, and I said, you know, I started to pray, and I said, explain the story with Nikolai in the beginning, and I said that was the reason for me, and I said, you know, I pray for our son every day, and he said, I do too. You know, and it was, you know, it was love in this conversation. It was completely from heart to heart connection and which i think 
I don't remember having this kind of conversation when he was him. I think never. Probably really never. It was really, I was just saying, saying the truth. And I said, you know, yes. And he just explained why I'm doing things. And he was totally understanding. And then I sent him, once I wrote a story, like, about my grandmother and how I went to spirituality. I was explaining a little bit. And it was, I wrote it for me. But then I sent it to him. And today he replied, I sent it today and he replied that I totally, he, like he loved it. He, so it seems to be the kind of connection betwi- between us is reestablished on a new level. And uh, so we just decided that we need to sp- spend more time together. And even if we fight, like we have a dispute, it's good sometimes to have it as well. And what I see, I think... I tried to express everything I wanted to say, but what I see is that I've been praying for us for the for four, five, six months now, but every, every day and putting our relationship on the altar, saying that, giving all of the versions on the, to, to God, like a version to have a divorce, a version to have a conflict with someone and all of this um, codependency tendencies and pacification everything which i was just during the prayer i was just inspired what i should put on the altar and the last time the last couple of weeks i listened to your class with mlc one and you said just ask the angels to to clear the communication channels so so i asked the angels to clear so that we can communicate from our heart to heart and this is what happened and uh, finally what i feel now is that i am with a person which which is with me and which I'm connected from heart to heart. And it's like, it's like a, it, from an enemy during the last se- several months, what I, what I had, enemy, in terms of like, we were just very big conflict. I have, a, I have a person back that I just, just which is dear to me, and I want to be loving with him. And he wants to too. And it's such a good thing. It's like, I don't know, I cook it now. I could cook dinner and I want to cook a beautiful dinner because, because I feel love, you know, to him. And I think the kids, they behave also, they're secretly different, they're more quiet, peaceful. And during the whole nine hours, nine hours, they, would, they didn't say a word. They were like, I mean, we, as if they felt it was time that we needed this time. I don't know. My daughter just said, wow, it was long, <laughs> you know. So that's what I wanted to share. And for me, which was very important for me, it was that I, I, was, I was vulnerable in front of him. So I showed how, how lost I felt with our son and that I went through this being completely like reaching my bottom. I, I went into, into prayer, into reaching to God for solution. And I was able to communicate it. And I was like, he was even asking me, why are you wearing these bracelets? So I explained, this is this color, this is what it is. And it was totally like not hostile or something. Why are you wearing this bracelet? What is, I really showed him everything. And it was like opening and very, very beautiful thing. Yes. And now I'm just living for this training with a feeling of like, I don't know the word for it, but it is love, probably, yes. And with my heart uh, at peace, yeah. So wonderful. 
so wonderful. Yes. What a shift. It is a shift. What a shift from earlier in the year. Six months ago. Yeah. When you thought you might be getting divorced. Yeah. Yeah. I was really saying the thing to say, I don't want to be with you because I have to. I want to be with you because I want to. And uh, I was just really explaining all of these moments when, when the, in the deepest of these fights during the last six months, when I felt like it was finished. And then suddenly when he left, I was like, my heart was crying. And I was like, why? It, it was not crying. It was like, I felt suddenly love for him. Although he was, you know, and I told him all of this. I said, it was like, my heart was betraying me. I wanted to go. I wanted to finish. But my, and he said, but me too. But you know. And, and he was explaining. And you know what was also, is this, what, what happened to me as well is that I think in every prayer, at least once a day, I say this, I'm grateful for the clear guidance, insights and inspiration. And during all of this conversation, it was coming to me, like he was saying things. And for me, I was like, why he's saying it? And it came to me directly. He's afraid to lose you. But really like in the middle of this, and it was so helpful helpful for me because I could just you know connect to him through this and still keep my positions I didn't I mean the things that I wanted to I I did and I stayed with this but I was able to explain why and 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 still be lovingly connected towards him which definitely really never happened to us in in never just in the whole story of our relationship and we are almost 20 years together So it's a very, very, very big shift. Yes, well, you are becoming more and more authentic. And so in order for the relationship to continue, he has to accept you, of course, but he also has to be authentic too. But he was. He yeah. was, he was really, that's the point. He was, instead of like, because I think in the past he, it, it hurt, like he was, he was hurting and, and then it was, he went directly into attack, but really being mean and, you know, with words and stuff. But this time he was just, he kept saying, he said, it hurts, you know. Well, it was a little bit manipulation there as well, but I didn't go into it. So I got the message, but I didn't go into, okay, if it hurts you, then I don't, I don't want to hurt you. No, I was like, yes, but it's not what I mean. You know, mm-hmm. and I kept saying, and I said as well, I, I want a new, like, I don't remember exactly why. So I said, but I, I was able to communicate is that I wanted this relationship on a new level, you know, like connecting deeper, you know. It's beautiful. And you'll be gone for what, nine days? Has he ever been with the kids alone for nine days for that long? He's okay. He, my mom is coming as well to keep to, go, to help with cooking, but he's this, he's totally, I mean, he's okay. He's doing it good. It's not like, He's doing it differently than me. Not, not worse than me, but differently. Yeah. 
and uh, it's all good it's all all good yeah. but really the most important part, part was that i was able to explain why and what i'm doing and this is so important you know like he was criticizing me that i because i wanted to have this room for me like our office room but he said yeah but you go now and you stay alone there i said well do you want me to pray in between you and the tv <laughs> <laughs> you know, so he was laughing like he understood I said it's not forbidden for you to come in the room it's just just want some privacy for prayer and meditation and I was able to say that I'm praying you know a lot and um, and it's a lot he even shared about his uh, spiritual connection he had um, that was just really very 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 good conversation I'm so happy to hear it. You know, this past thing just felt like such a strong releasing to me. Such a strong, strong releasing. And uh, the new moon is on Monday. And we'll, we'll be together. And, and so I'm really encouraging everyone to, uh, next week we don't have class. Um, and uh, to, to do that new moon uh, planting of seeds and to, to discuss it with your prayer partners. So the new moon is on Monday. So that new moon period is really from Sunday to, to Tuesday. And uh, to be clear about the seeds you're planting. It... Uh, it's such a time of up-leveling it. it I, I, I honestly, I feel so strongly that with every passing week, every passing month, the energy to support us in this transformation is just intensifying and intensifying. And so what I am appreciating about both what Len is sharing and Deb is sharing is what I don't hear in either of you is I don't hear you really struggling to figure it out. I hear you much more clear about just what you'd like in that you're calling it forth. You're willing to accept it and receive it. And, uh, and that's a big shift. That's a big shift. Yeah, thank you, Elena. Anybody else like to share on this? Anybody else feeling uh, major releasing from that full moon last week? Big shifting? Small shifting even. I'll speak. Carla? <clears throat> I would say. I am really grateful for for what I've called into my life for my learning right and 
than my housemate is it's it's a long story. I don't want to get into the story, but um, and so what I'm I'm hearing is something I'm really interested in is how how do I hold that space? I'm holding. I'm trying doing my doing whatever I can to hold that space for to know that that I am whole and complete because I know she's a reflection of that. It's really not about seeing her as whole and complete. It's about seeing me as whole and complete. And um, and I'll go a little bit. In it. So basically, I could do nothing wrong, and then I went away for three weeks, and then something happened. When I come back, I couldn't do anything right. <laughs> you know, and uh, I realized. Can I just ask you, according to to whom couldn't you do anything right? Well, it's just I'm just trying to put it in really concisely, all right. And but it was it's not that I couldn't do anything right. It's just that I felt this energy all the time, and I was just totally trying to disconnect and holding the space and holding the love. And I knew that she was learning what we talked about all over yesterday. I, I talked about is that I knew I was learning too and when I let that go I I didn't have to let it go fully I just did it enough I guess and it shifted and so um so I'm trying to condense it into the that I could do everything right and then I couldn't do anything right and I could so it's a long story so I'm trying to condense it and um and really what I see is, too, is letting go of the judgments and the love. It's always the love is the healer. And I guess what I'm interested in, I'm leaving like in two days to go to, to leave again. And um, I can see in my mind I'm a little not anxious. I'm like, What's going to happen for the healing this time? I have no idea. And um, and it's so what's coming is she's going she's going to the hospital for the stuff, and so she's going to be taken care of while I'm gone, which is really good because I'm holding that place for her and holding her in love and supporting her. And I was afraid of of that shifting. I don't know if I'm really going any place, but. I know she's cared for. I know everything's in perfect divine order. But what I realized when I was talking, listening to Elena, I'm realizing it's not about her healing. It's about my healing. And I'm so interested in uh, in that. It's, it's about taking total responsibility, as you said, with you, Lynn. And I'm, I, and I'm telling myself that I can't, that I'm not, I don't know how. And I haven't, because I haven't, seems like I haven't done it. And I, I just want, that's the thing. I think that's what comes to me in this conversation. That's, that's what I'm interested in shifting, because that's not the truth. If I'm upset in any way, and I can tell I am, 
That must be not true. So I'm just interested in shifting that. I guess that's why I'm telling you in the class because I'm hoping that asking for support for that. It looks like she's going through this intense healing right now, which is only a reflection of me. And so it's to be compassionate for myself and my healing. And I think, how do I do that? I don't know. But I'm going to allow it. I'm going to be shown, right? I don't know. I didn't really anticipate speaking this at all. <laughs> that happens Like it's it's yeah. intense. Yeah, most of the time we don't really know how. We don't know how. It's a lot of times it's just a a miraculous process that doesn't make any sense to us, but we can feel it working. We can feel the results of it. And uh, truly our willingness is all that's required. And the more we can take ourselves out of um, the figuring it out and to allowing, the easier it is, the more it flows. And I hear you in that, uh, strong intention there, Carla. Yeah, and how wonderful that this woman is in your life to support you and you to support her in having this transformation, this healing. Where are you going to, Carla? I'm gonna visit my brother for a week and I'm going on a retreat with Regina. Uh, and, and Gina Lake and Tess Hughes and Bob Ferguson and sent in a Colorado Spring. Wow. It's an adventure. <laughs> yes. I guess it's perfect timing. <laughs> Such a healing time. It is, it is. Yeah. Hmm. You know, I want to go back to that question just for a, a moment there, Carla. So when you said you couldn't do anything right, I understand what you, I, I feel like I understand what you meant. But my question is, in whose mind, in, in whose awareness could you not do anything right? <sighs> Well, it has to be my awareness. It has to be me because all that it's it's just long. It's just uh, so you it's, were judging yourself. Well, I would express. I would like knock on the door and say, you know, just letting you know that you left your milk on the counter. Are you aware of that? And she would like. And this is all a reflection of me, and I just don't quite understand it yet. 
that um and she say she go and take care of it. She wanted to be we actually talked about this and she acknowledged it. She wanted to be loving, but she had judgments coming up and I could feel them and that's what I mean by not being it because that was happening for three weeks. It was quite significant. I mean to be able to be willing to stay in that and ask for support and from the visible and and know that I'm I'm something's healing and then not it's not about her but allowing her to when she was willing to speak up to speak up those judgments because I asked her a couple times about it and then it came up and so I just know it's a reflection she's a reflection of me but I don't really it's like hidden hidden judgments I think from what I'm, what's coming up for me is like is from the it seems it sounds like if what I'm hearing is it's all connected to the ataxia, the my perception of myself, my perception of myself is very, it's like her perception of her, it's like a it's like a reflection of perception of myself. Absolutely, and when our self perception changes, then people do perceive us differently. Hmm. Because we share the same mind. So is what you're saying, because of my mother's, I was shifting my mind and I come back, what appeared to happen was a reflection of that? Is that what you're saying? So uh, just um, to be clear, you're asked, what is your question? <laughs> My question is, it seemed like it was something between her and I, but you're saying it's it's all in our mind. So so are you saying when I was at my mother's, I was shifting and healing my mind, and I come back, and I was just seeing what seemed like a, a her, but it was really a reflection of my mind? Well, is there anything in your worldview or your world experience that not a reflection of your mind? <laughs> uh, no. Because we share the same mind. Mm. There's no more, there's only the one mind. You know what I'm hearing from you? It's about, it's that, again, it's a healing, it's about taking responsibility without judgment, right? And it's taking responsibility from the place of being so, so grateful that we can take responsibility and through taking responsibility, we can actually transform it um, mm. by working with it at the level of the mind. We can have healing, we can have transformation, we can share those benefits with others. So mm. it's really coming at that taking responsibility from a place of deep gratitude. Mm. So we move from the place of 
saying, oh, I can't stand this, I don't like this, or it makes me sad, to uh, I can work with this in my mind and bring benefit to all. Share the benefits with all. I think I'm still transitioning. I think I had a long phase of awarenesses coming up, right? And still judging myself for them. And now that's shifting. Uh, yeah, so one thing is to for us all to, and I'm going to need to wrap up in, in the next five minutes, just because here at the retreat center, uh, lunch only goes till 1.30. If I don't get there a few minutes before, I, I won't have any lunch. Um, so it's looking at the spiritualization of the ego, where the mm -hmm. ego would like to say um, that this person is upset because of how they think and that um, I can have compassion for them because of how they're thinking and that they're judging and uh, I can extend love to them. That's wonderful. But then we can even go to a higher level of healing where we say, because we share the same mind, I'm going to take responsibility for the thoughts they're thinking. Hmm. Not in the sense of it's my fault, no blame. That's it. Is So that's the thing. If you think of Hugh Lynn sitting there in his office doing the Ho'oponopono uh, and everyone in the whole facility having a healing because he's taking responsibility he's working at the level of the mind but he is not there's no blame there's zero blame it's really about saying i recognize that the thoughts that i've participated in in the one mind have come to this out picturing and i'm going to take responsibility for it in order for it to be healed so as, and you know, if you think about A Course in Miracles, it's saying we're all going to the place of total healing. No one will be left out. All will be included. And so how is that going to happen? It's going to happen through every person taking responsibility. If you think about the parable of the day laborers with Jesus, right? So he talked about uh, the, the, um, the landowner going into the village and saying, hey, I need day laborers to pick the crop, okay? So come and uh, I'll, I'll pay you for the, for the work that you do. So some people came right away. People came throughout the day. Some people came late in the day. So some people worked a 10-hour day. Some people worked a one-hour day. And he paid all the day laborers the same. And the people who had been there in the morning and worked for 10 hours were upset. What do you mean? I've worked here 10 hours. How can you pay them a full day when they just got here? And the landowner says, everybody gets paid the same. Everybody gets the same. So it's, it's a metaphor for God is giving us all the same. God is giving us all the same amount of love, the same amount of goodness, the same amount of reward. It doesn't matter when we show up to heaven. We're going to get the same amount of heaven. So <laughs> some of us are saying, I'm going to start contributing to that heaven now. 
And, but the only reason why someone wouldn't start contributing to heaven now would be because they don't see it. They don't see the value of it. And we can help them see the value of it by taking responsibility and working at the level of the mind. And then they'll come sooner. Do you see what I'm saying? That's, I can, I really do. Because I recognize, I have recognized, but I'm not, more, you know, more fully recognized when you're hearing you that that's my training for like the last yes. three months. You know? <laughs> and uh, that's why our brothers and sisters are our salvation. Right. They're our salvation. They give us the opportunity to practice. Think of the, sh the transformation in Hugh Len's mind, right? the expansion of his awareness that he received because of what he did. He had the greatest benefit and he shared it with everyone else. And we're doing exactly the same thing. And it does come down to responsibility. Mm. And so Course in Miracles tells us our willingness is all that's required. What is it willingness for? To extend love, to take responsibility, to practice non-judgment, to have compassion. They're all parts of the same thing. You really can't have non-judgment without responsibility. So I'm going to help Yeah, I'm going to close this out. Thank you so much, Carla and Elena and Deb and you too, Anna Marie. Thank you everyone for your sharing. And uh, how blessed are we that to be in this time of, of transformation and shedding and willingness and healing. It's tremendous. Absolutely tremendous. So I'm going to invite everyone to place their hand on their heart. So grateful, so thankful that we can take responsibility and we are. So grateful for our willingness. So grateful for the one mind. So grateful that there aren't multiple minds, just this one mind and that our mind is one with the, the mind of Jesus the Christ. So grateful to aspire to know only the truth and to live completely in freedom. So grateful to partner up with the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us all the way. So grateful that our life is the life of God now and forevermore. So grateful that our spiritual practice brings benefit to all beings because we are one with them. So grateful for our healing. So grateful to claim the fullness of God's love operating in our awareness. So grateful to let go of all the blocks to love, known and unknown, felt and not felt. So grateful and so thankful that we are choosing to extend love and compassion to everyone. So grateful, so grateful. In gratitude, we accept our healing and expansion. We allow it to be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen.
Amen. Amen. <laughs> God bless you, everybody. Have a great rest of your week and next week, too. And uh, I look forward to hearing about your new moon plantings and, uh, and more to come. Mwah. Bye for now. <laughs>